0: Welcome to Season 3 of Arise Esther, a podcast for today's women of faith. I'm your host, Don Damon, and I get to speak to some of the most resilient women alive who, like Esther of old, step up with courage to face trials head-on and triumph. Now we're here to help you do the same. So turn it up, Esther. This is your moment. Welcome, all you wonderful modern-day Esthers. I have an amazing guest for you today, and I'm excited for you to meet her. Let me introduce my guest to you. She is a coach, a speaker, a podcaster, a wife, a mama, and a mama. She's the author of Loving the Me God Sees and an award-winning author for the Linked Books series. We'll ask her more about that. She speaks into the lives of individuals and families about relational transparency, which is her heartbeat, and she loves Jesus, loves her hubby, loves coaching, loves her empty nest, but she also has a wonderful full life of hiking and traveling and a few rounds of golf along the way, staying real about faith, love, and hope. Will you welcome my guest today, Linda Goldfarb. Hi Linda. Hey Don. it is so good to be here with you. I've been looking forward to this for such a long time because I have to say you are the real deal. You are talented, you have an amazing track record of impact, like mm. for real, legit impact. You're You've written book upon books you are a radio host you're a life coach now you're doing podcasting. Mm-hmm. I would love for the audience to hear just a little bit about you. Tell us a little more about who you are and what you do.
1: Oh wow the it would be where do I start? Where do I finish? I will tell you I have been a work in progress from the time I was a little bitty mm-hmm. and the Lord truly captured me. I'm gonna kind of move to, closer to now for today. The Lord truly captured my heart at the age of 38 when I was wrestling on a crisp January night and really struggling with father just Things aren't falling into place. I'm struggling. I'm not exactly sure where you want me to be. I'm not exactly sure what you want me to do. And as I sat in our um, little sunroom at night, I had the heater was on, the little fireplace was on low, and I recall going straight to my knees, everyone else was in bed, and I just cried out to God. And I said... Please create in me a hunger for you greater than my love for my husband. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Please create in me a thirst for you, for your word, Mm -hmm. greater than my love for my children. Mm -hmm. God, there's something missing. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe Though I was baptized at nine and I received Jesus as as my savior at 14, my life has not been full of the Holy Spirit. Change me. And I will tell you, Dawn, I went to bed, only took a few moments, and I went sound asleep. When I woke up the next day, I nearly raced to the sitting room where I currently, even today, get in there before anyone is up and in the low light, spend my time with the Lord. And that morning I started devouring his word. I had been in his word. I was born and raised in the church. I had been the girl that knew all the answers, did all the stuff. But in that moment, God filled me with his spirit, and I became brand new. It kick-started where I am today, Dawn. Mm-hmm. I was living a life that everyone would have considered was a good Christian life. You're a good Christian girl. Sure. You're but in that moment, my life transformed. Mm-hmm. And from then, oh, my goodness. God did so many, so many things in my life. You're right. I went into radio broadcasting. I did that for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And Sam and I, my husband is Sam. Sam and I had agreed that if we were going into radio, we would not pay a dime because then it would be us making it happen. And God brought sponsors, huge sponsors for a radio show that had no proven record and we ran for 10 years and it was absolutely fabulous. I've had the opportunity for 27 years to travel with an amazing theater group, Storybook Theater of Texas. We toured China. We've been all over the United States. We perform in huge theater houses all the way down to small libraries and public schools. Okay. So we've been able it? to encourage young children and their teachers and their parents. In stories that we've written, we're all Christians. We're not touted as a Christian company, but God has just blessed and blessed and blessed Storybook Theater of Texas. And yes, now I have my podcast. I have Your Best Writing in Life for um, the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference, and I just kickstarted staying a real, staying real about faith and family—not with a Kickstarter, but. I just kicked off Staying Real About Faith and Family as a personal passion podcast. Yes. And I get to write. I get to travel with Sam. We do get to play. He is my, my, my best friend. He's my lover. He is my favorite person. And we do, we argue, we come head to head. But thank God, I know a little bit about the personalities. So we don't kill each other. We just... Acknowledge each other as being designed by God the way that we are, and we're good with that. And we continue on. And I have just had the 15th grand baby. So, yeah, a lot of happening in
0: my life. My goodness, you've so much is going on, and that is so exciting to hear about the theater group that you're a part of that travels all over the world. I did not know that about you. So that's super cool. But what I do know about you is that you do a lot of work with transparency and authenticity and just that, like you said, real love, real life, real family. Do you think that prayer that you said at 38 years old, that clearly made the difference that you surrendered at a deeper level, the masks came off or the control was let go of. What happened in your heart that that answered that prayer? I know the Holy Spirit, but what did you feel?
1: I felt free. Mm, Freedom. Dawn, for so many years, I never liked me. I didn't like anything about me. I'd had a skin disorder. I had buck teeth growing up. Um, There was a lot of things about Linda that Linda did not consider lovely. Mm -hmm. And the self-image, just just so sad, so sad. I didn't make a lot of friends very quickly. Um, And I think that I had gotten to that point in my life where I just wanted to be me. I wanted to be okay with being me Mm -hmm. and with the book, loving the me God sees and based on the book of James. Yeah. That was a breakthrough for me in discovering that God was good with me, just the way that I was. Mm -hmm. And that transparency, that relational transparency, Mm -hmm it opened me up to be able to see other people and love other people just the way they were. It truly did release judgment. And I'm not saying that in a cliche way. And Dawn, I know you get this.
0: Yeah, I is. know you
1: get this Yeah, is we can walk around and say, Oh yeah, well I'm not judgmental. I'm not this God. So released me from judgment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think part of it is because I really started seeing me. And there was a lot of things I became happy about who I saw. Still, some things that I struggled with, and a lot of things that God said, Oh, I know you're asking this about this other person. Can we look at you for just a minute? Yes, right. Consider this just a minute. Are you sure your eyes aren't full of this? Maybe your heart's full of this. And when I asked for that freedom to hunger for God, to thirst for Him, I will tell you, he turned on the faucet. You can't walk back from that.
0: No. God is so faithful to do those things. And I think that's the deep inner work that many people are afraid to do. They want Jesus in their life, but they don't really want him on the throne of their heart. They want him there. But when he says, you know, when you're when you're done sitting on the throne, I'll step up. I'll sit there and then I will help you, direct you, show you, reveal to you because we can have Jesus but he's not Lord of all
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: it sounds like you made that transition from knowing about him but to to know him to experience him
1: intimately
0: that's where intimately happens yes yes
1: and that is exactly exactly what happened
0: yeah mm-hmm. and don't you think then when when that happens, like you're saying, okay, now I'm receiving this love that God has for me. He's not at arm's length. I'm receiving this love. He's giving me love to love myself. Mm -hmm. And I think it's what happens in the book of Luke six, where Jesus says, why don't we look at the log that's in your eye before we talk about the speck that's in your sister's Mm -hmm. eye. And that just means we have blind spots. We all do have blind spots. Mm -hmm. How does your work with transparency, working with relational transparency and couples, do you help others now make this step into, Hey, let's get real. Let's get transparent. I mean, I know you do talk to us a little bit about that. Sure.
1: Sure. Well, God opened my heart to, I had been working with young people and I'm telling you from not little bitties because they give me the weebie jeebies. But with those that are like sixth grade, fifth grade, all the way up through high school, even into college, I love them all, was drawn to all of them. But I saw such a heartbreak in the children and a disconnect from the family. And I had asked father, I said, how do I help these children? And what I received in my spirit was go to the source who has them most of the time. And I was like, oh, you're not talking about parents. No, surely you're not going to ask me to work with parents because, you know, you got men and women and women are difficult to deal with. And truly, he brought to me, he says, No, this is what I'd like you to do. And I founded Parenting Awesome Kids. And with Parenting Awesome Kids, what I realized was as I came in for five years, every single week, working with parents, and these were thousands and thousands of families, children impacted by Parenting Awesome Kids, it became or was revealed as like backdoor marriage opportunities. So I got to speak into parents and speak into women and speak into strong women. He's really drawn strong women to me. And as I would be in the class and I would teach on personalities because that's one of my my passion threads. And as I would teach on it, I would look at the husband sitting next to the strong woman, and the husband's posture was hunched over, most of the time head down. The woman is looking up. The woman wants to talk. The woman wants to speak. And in that, what I started speaking into the women is it's real difficult if you're wanting your man to be the head of the home if you continue to go out of out from under the order of covering. And you're bossing him around. Mm-hmm. The husband's head started picking up. They started looking at me. And I said, he will do what God has designed him to do if you will choose to step back and undergird him and let him step into that position. Because men, like children, sorry guys, will usually take the path of least resistance.
0: Sure.
1: And if a husband loves us, they're not going to go against us, but they will be stymied. So the transparency, I started sharing about my family. I shared about my walk with Sam. I shared about how I looked at Sam and thought that he was lazy and not doing what he should do. And I cried out to God, God, can't you please make Sam more spiritual like me? Literally, I said that. Can't you make him more spiritual like me? Then we can go on with the ministry that you have set in place. And in my heart, I felt that rebuke that came immediately and said, Linda, I don't know who you think you are, but I'm God and I'm already at work in your husband's life. What you need to do is receive what I'm doing in your life and let me do what I need to do in Sam's life and get out of the way. Yes. So I would share that all the time. I share about what God is doing in my life. I share about the choices. I become very transparent. We're known as the transparent farbs. And I know that transparency transforms. That's what I have found.
0: Well, we said that right before we started recording, we said, you know, what comes from the heart touches the heart. Mm -hmm. And especially in the culture in which we're living today, people are hungry and thirsty for authenticity. For yes. they, they can sniff out the disingenuous. They want real. And so I love the title about staying real about faith and family, your podcast that you're doing. I want to shift gears just for a moment because okay. you also mentioned something to me earlier, and that has me a little intrigued. You were talking about spiritual thoroughbreds. And we mentioned that a little bit, and I'm, I would love to hear about that thought. Talk to me about what does it mean to be, because I'm not sure if I'm a spiritual thoroughbred. I might be just, you know, a workhorse. I'm not sure. What does that mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I will tell you, it began, the concept began when I was in Oceanside, California, on a spiritual retreat, the, really the first true spiritual retreat that I was at. I was at a working monastery and where the priests would get up every day and they'd go at their different schedule and they would sing the, the Psalms. They would praise God. They would worship mm-hmm. and was brought there with a the company that I was with. And we walked through a lot of self-spiritual revelation,
0: basically.
1: Yeah, And there was one point where we were told what we need you to do now is for the next four hours, you're not to speak to anyone. You must experience silence and solitude. And for a speaker and for an outgoing personality, I'm like, I am already dying here. (laughs) What in the world are they expecting me to do? The first hour I was running away from people because as a getter done mobilizer, I I'm in it for the win. So I'm not going to have, but I was working the whole time. I was working at it. I was working at achieving. I was working at making, you know, hitting that little gold button. I was working at all of that. During the second hour, I went into the chapel and I'm like, oh, if I'm in the chapel, I can be in here. No one's going to find me. If anyone comes in, they're certainly not going to talk to me. So I'll be okay with that too. By the time the third hour came around, I found myself relaxing. I was breathing at just a genuine pace. Mm -hmm. I was walking freely around the monastery just looking at God's creation. There was people, but I wasn't fearful of them. I was like, I'm so at peace. Mm -hmm. And during the last hour, I walked back to my small little cubby of a room And there was a letter, a card there. And I was like, oh, well, they didn't say I couldn't read. So I'm going to read. And in the card was this beautiful note from a precious friend of mine. And what she wrote was, Linda, I'm looking at everything that God is seeking to do in and through your life. And you're like a thoroughbred. Sadly, you're wanting to break through the gate before God has opened it for you. Consider, if you would, to sit under your master's teaching, because if you break through that gate, you're not only going to hurt yourself, you may wind up hurting others. Mm. And I started meditating on that. I started looking up scripture and it really just spoke to my heart. I was so anxious to do good for God, so anxious to do good, that I wasn't aware of the God aspects. I really wasn't in tune with God.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And in that moment of discovering my spiritual thoroughbredness, Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to go through training. And so I actually started researching how they trained thoroughbreds. And the Lord took me to another conference. And when I was at this other conference, I met this amazing woman and i had never met her before. I saw her, she, the fellow speaker, and I connected with her at the conference and I was going through a struggle and she came up to my room afterwards and we sat there and I said, you know, when I was in Oceanside, this is the note that I received. I showed her the note. She looked at me and she goes, Linda, do you know that I do talks that I have studied how thoroughbreds are trained? My what? Because it's amazing how they're trained. First, they're brought in young and all they want to do is buck the system. They have a mindset of their own. They're just going to go in, get done what they want to get done. They are really just, they can hurt themselves and hurt others.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in the process, the master takes them into the corral. They start on a Rotation, a circular rotation. And that's how they have to walk. They have to walk in a circle for several hours. The actual training and conditioning of a thoroughbred is seven days a week, 365 days a year. They get no days off. They have to condition and condition. So the master is asking them to go in a circle. They can see someone in front of them. They can't see what's behind them, but they are trained to go in a circle and to become content and going where he is sending them to go. And then the next process is he starts walking them in a figure eight. He has the lead on them and he's walking them in a figure eight. And what I started feeling for myself is, Lord, if I go in a figure eight, I'm going to pass that gate every single time. And my head's going to turn because I want to get out of that gate. I want to break through that gate. And yet what the master does is he just keeps taking them in a figure eight to the point where he can drop the lead, let go of them altogether. And as he walks, they walk. They don't go near to the gate. They don't try to leave the corral, which is really unique because they're strong enough and they can jump high enough. If they really put their mind to it, they could, but they get to the point where when he stops they stop mm-hmm. when he lifts a hand, they follow a command and then, and only then do they become useful for the purpose that he has groomed them. Mm-hmm. And that is what I have found for myself. Yes. I don't run from bring, from being a spiritual thoroughbred. I embrace it. I'm a get or done person. Right yeah but i truly want to follow my master's lead not go off of his path Though it's not always easy that is my desire
0: that's a beautiful analogy because you are a strong woman and a lot of women look to you like i said in the beginning you know you've made some incredible impact in the world like Deborah of old Esther, because Mm. we're doing the arise Mm. Esther. You're one of those women, you're a warrior and God uses all of us, but he still, regardless, in this case, the thoroughbred of a woman needs to learn. I'm hearing you say that surrender and, and that yielding to God, like before you just rush out and do learn his voice, learn how to, to be guided then there may be women, and you do the linked uh, personality, so you know this well. But there may be women who are faint hearted and rest, you know, just um, timid and they don't want to get out there, you know. And for them, obedience is take that step of faith, move yeah. out, go yeah. to that gate. So I love the fact that the work that you do, you talk about all kinds of places, all kinds of women all kinds, because going back to the marriage analogy as well, in authentic transparency, there are strong women. And there then there are those women who are beat low or, yes. or under yes. I do a lot of coaching. I have a woman who, quite honestly, she, she can't make a decision for herself. Yes. She doesn't even know what color she likes or what, because she's been, you know, kind of hemmed in and oppressed. So God is calling. I feel like what you're talking about is for all of us to step into our place and our anointing and our call
1: Yes, and rise
0: up. So for some, it may be giddy up and for some, it may be, whoa, but for all of us, it is finding our purpose. Like you said, that's when we become useful for the master that's when we right. we are our thoroughbred right whatever we are
1: it, we we purpose. really are that we really are i actually have three steps to grow through that god gives us to grow through yeah let's okay?
0: hear those steps
1: and the first one is and this is you're right regardless of personality regardless of being outgoing or an introvert Regardless, God's design is perfect for us, and in our design, we are to first recognize our anointing. Mm -hmm. As daughters of the Most High believers in Jesus Christ, we have the Holy Spirit in us, and we have a gifting. We may have more than one, but we know we have at least least one. one, and God anoints us to carry out His purpose for us, and that anointing, one of my best friends, Brenda, What When she talks to me about anointing, and I didn't grow up knowing anointing, so I had to learn. And she said, Linda, it's like you're on the vine. You know, Jesus is a vine. You're one of the little branches, and there's a cluster of grapes, and the grapes are being squeezed and poured out over you as you are walking in the calling he has given you. Now, other people will see that there is success. They may try to draw you off the path or... You might see something else and go, oh, maybe I'll go do that or I'll go do this. Mm -hmm. But if we walk out from underneath the anointing, it's still going to be pouring, but we won't be receiving God's best. Mm -hmm. So we need to recognize what our anointing is. What would we do if we didn't get paid a dime? Where do we see God's success in our lives? What do people come to us and ask us about? He positions us mm-hmm. as his daughters for his purpose.
0: Yeah, amen.
1: You know, I heard a mama say one time, Linda, I really want to know what God has for me because right now I'm just a mom and I gently stopped her and I said, do you know that God never puts justa in front of the word mom or justa in front of the word wife, Mm -hmm. justa, in front of the word caregiver. That is an amazing anointing. Mm -hmm. And if you will walk in the beauty of it, you won't imagine what God's going to do in your life. Mm -hmm. We become discontent in a missing anointing. We don't realize that God has given us more than a gift. He has given us his grace, his mercy, his power, his outpouring, the outpouring of the spirit when we're walking in that anointing.
0: Okay. And then the sec- go ahead. So Step number one is discover your anointing, walk in your anointing.
1: Yes. Okay. Number two, submit to our master's training.
0: Yeah.
1: We've got to be willing to walk in a
0: circle, yeah.
1: to walk that figure eight out. And then also recognize that we may see where we believe we are going, yet being asked to wait. Mm -hmm. So submit to the master's training. Mm -hmm. Do your due diligence. Mm -hmm. Don't ever doubt. The enemy wants us to doubt the timing. I've gone through so many years of the, wait a minute, did I just miss that out? Or did I just miss that opportunity? You know, the fact that we have acronyms, FOBO, fear of missing out. I mean, I'm like, no, stop. I don't want to fear missing ABBA's options. Right. And so I need to stay on the path that he has given me. I do not want to buck the system. I have got to, in my natural state, realize what I can do, whether it's holding back Or rushing forward. If we're holding back, come on. He's opened a door that no man can close. Step in it because he's there with you. Amen. And then the third, the third step is release everything to our master's will. Release everything to our master's will, his way, and his timing. Mm -hmm. Everything, Dawn. Release your children. -hmm. Release your job. Release your spouse. Release the burdens. Release the worries. Release everything to our masters, to Abba's will, his way, and his his timing. And I will tell you what happens when we do that, right? Because we've got the three recognize our anointing, submit to our masters' training. And then to release to our master's will, way, and timing. And what happens in that? We start to breathe. Mm -hmm. We gain a peace that passes Mm -hmm. everyone's understanding. No one, they don't understand the peace that the Holy Spirit gives us. When we look at the fruit of the Spirit and we start having that joy, and self-control and gentleness and all of this. I could be a thoroughbred, but I need to be gentle, bold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of things that, wow, it doesn't mean run people over. It means run to them and minister to them. Yes. So there's a lot of things that we can do so much more efficiently when we have released ourselves to what Father wants but the Holy Spirit is guiding us to.
0: That's and really, we can Yeah. Sounds like our three of your moment of silence the first hour there was a struggle and a and a and a not knowing in the second hour there was some acceptance but third hour the peace comes wow. and it, it sounds like that with your three steps because that's a wrestle it's some yeah. confusion in the beginning what am i good at how am i anointed what what's my purpose and then wrestling with God to say, okay, I re- I released maybe something I wanted to do that you don't want me to do or to say yes to something that I didn't want to do, but that wrestle. But then when you get into that place of, well, it's just like you said, the peace that comes, but also then the rebirth or yes. the the coming out of just the em- embracing
1: that- of our yeah. self as God sees us yes our embrace of self comparison goes away competition goes away yes there is there is none of that even when the enemy comes in and wants to say oh well you you know you better jump on that first or you better this because you know what's going to happen you know this is well god never talks to us with that voice right now no no Never.
0: Fear is not a part of God's equation. Perfect love casts that fear far from us. So we don't have to be afraid of missing something. We don't have to be afraid that God's withholding. We just, like you said, just relinquish and then coming out, embracing that identity. The struggle is over when we do that and walking Mm -hmm. in his purpose and his ways. Well, our time is also almost gone. It's been so great to be with you. I did want to ask you about your Arise Esther moment. I know that there's a lot there. And I want to talk to you real quick as we say goodbye about your new podcast. Tell us again about that Once Staying Real About Faith and Family. Where do we find that?
1: You can find that on just about every uh, podcasting platform. And at this time of us having our interview, the one that the episode that just released today is what does Satan sound
0: like? Ah.
1: Yeah, I've covered, I I've, went through starting with some of the basics of what is spiritual warfare? Who is the Holy Spirit? Does transparency cause us to treat others differently? And we've got some other ones coming up that is then really directed to who we are in our family, and how that dovetails into our faith. And I'm real excited. I have a wonderful cohort with me, Heather Greer. She's fantastic. And uh, her husband said, well, just tell her that you're going to be her sidekick. So we have her as my sidekick. It's so funny. Perfect. She keeps me on the straight and narrow.
0: <laughs> That's wonderful. That's great. Well, as we close today, I don't want to do a disservice to a powerful testimony that you also have mm-hmm. in terms of talk about accepting and not judging and loving and everybody being at their own place. Sometimes people look at individuals like you and they see your success. I know you shared a story about at 38, you 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 had that moment with God, but they could say, but so ever since then, everything's been easy for you, and you have an amazing husband. You have such a lustrous career, and but oh. you have had pain. Oh, girl! I when you know, as we were kind of coming to the almost end, I was
1: like, no, but wait, I want to tell the rest of the story. Yeah, no, there's there's lots of pain. Um, we have an amazing daughter. She's ch- chosen the homosexual lifestyle. We have, um, we've gone through Sam and I, the, uh, loss of our first child. Mm -hmm. Um, every week that we wake up, we have struggle Mm -hmm. because we say, yes, God, yes. We're not promised a life without struggle. I put my pants on just like everyone else now, there's some days I'm dancing around in my little dressing area trying to get the leg in. And so I could even topple over. And that is my life. And Sam and I, we love each other and we are perfectly fitted. It doesn't mean that our marriage is perfect. We will look at each other sometimes and we will get into a head on head around friend. And every now that's the one thing about transparency. We will get into this with around other people and they just kind of stare and they look at us. And then we resolve and we look at each other and we give each other a kiss and we go on. And I've had people going, are y'all okay? And I'm like, yeah, we're fine. But we just kind of do those moments of, well, I don't agree. I don't agree either. And we erupt and then come back together. And, but we give God the glory in it. We will say to each other, no matter what, our daughter's gonna know that we love her. No matter what, people are gonna know who we follow. No matter what. We will be transparent Good. because when we are, others see God,
0: yes. not yes.
1: us. Right. So life is not easy. It is never easy. Mm-hmm. But it is certainly purposed by our designer. Mm -hmm. And if we can walk in that design, then the things that he's going to do in our lives.
0: Yeah. The impossible is possible with God. Always, Always. And the things that he has in store for us are sometimes. So far beyond what we could think or dream or imagine. And that's what I'm expecting from God. Like, God, blow my mind. Just do what you want to do in me and through me and with my life. And I love that you and Sam walk that walk. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for being Mm -hmm. transparent because, you know, the word of God does say we are a billboard read by all men. And Mm -hmm. what do we want to say? Do we want to just say, oh, glossy, shiny, or do we want to say, listen, Mm -hmm. this is the real deal. But in the midst of it, I still have regulating emotions. I'm not all over the place. I'm in my armor. My armor is beat up. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm good. I'm. We are My good. identity's intact. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, so much more we could say. Linda Goldfarb, thank you for being on Arise Esther today. And again, social media. I'm I'm assuming they can find you on all the everywhere usual Suspects, everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, yes. everywhere. Linda all Goldfarb mm-hmm. and all that will be in the show notes as well. So thank you for joining us, all of you who are listening. Modern Day Esters, I have a question for you today. Is this your moment? to arise. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. And hey, if you've not done so yet, why don't you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss another episode? Or you can visit us at AriseEster.com. And while you're there, make sure you join the movement. Visit us today to get connected. For more information about me, Don Damon, visit donDamon.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for a free breakthrough strategy session. Until we meet again, keep rising. This is your moment.